Hi, and welcome back. I'm glad you could come in. I hope you can stop a while. So I was looking at the information provided from the people who host the podcast, and it looks like we got people from almost around the world. We got people over in Houston, Texas. Hi. And of course, Texas makes me think of Franklin Barbecue. Love a barbecue. Somebody's over in Kanazawa, Ishikawa. So Konichiwa, which apparently is a beautiful, uh, preserved city. It's known for its impeccable geisha and samurai districts. And it's got the iconic Kenrokan stroll garden and its wonderful cuisine. But it's a place that is very well preserved. I believe it missed the bombings in World War II. And definitely worth a look. Guten Tag to Wuppertal, North Rhine. Uh, hi to Brighton, Bedford, Bedworth, Paynton, Devon. So it's lovely to have people and I appreciate that you've been here before. And if you can share, if you can like it, that'd be great. So today I'm going to be looking at a Bob Dylan song. Now, with Bob Dylan, there are people far more qualified than I to comment and who could talk about his wisdom, spirituality, quality of songwriting and singing. All I know is that when I was at college between 1983 and 1985, I owned a tape of Bob Dylan's greatest hits, which I played over and over to the point that as soon as I heard the first chord, I knew exactly which song it was. And like a Rolling Stone, that starts, doom da diddle diddle little, doom da diddle diddle little. Listen to it, you'll find it will. I hear that and think every time I'm going to get the lyrics, but he's off and running, there's no way to catch him. Anyway, here we go. Like a rolling stone. Once upon a time, you dressed so fine. Threw the bums a dime in your prime, didn't you? People call, say, beware doll, you're bound to fall. You thought they were all kidding you. You used to laugh about everybody that was hanging out. Now you don't talk so loud. Now you don't seem so proud about having to be scrounging your next meal. How does it feel? How does it feel to be without a home, like a complete unknown, like a rolling stone? Oh, you've gone to the finest schools, all right, Miss Lonely? But you know, you only used to get juiced in it. Nobody's ever taught you how to live out on the street. And now you're going to have to get used to it. You say you never compromise with the mystery tramp. But now you realise he's not selling any alibis as you stare into the vacuum of his eyes and say, do you want to make a deal? How does it feel? How does it feel to be on your own with no direction home? A complete unknown, like a rolling stone. Oh, you never turned around to see the frowns on the jugglers and the crowns when they all did tricks for you. You never understood that it ain't no good. You shouldn't let other people get your kicks for you. You used to ride on a chrome horse with your diplomat, who carried on his shoulder a Siamese cat. Ain't it hard when you discover that? He really wasn't where it's at after he took from you everything he could steal. How does it feel? How does it feel 
to have you on your own with no direction home, like a complete unknown, like a rolling stone. Ah, princess on a steeple and all the pretty people, they're all drinking, thinking that they've got it made, exchanging all precious gifts. But you better take your diamond ring, you better pawn it, babe. You used to be so amused at Napoleon in rags and the language that he used. Go to him now, he calls you, you can't refuse. Well, you ain't got nothing, you got nothing to lose. You're invisible now. You've got no secrets to conceal. How does it feel? Ah, how does it feel to be on your own with no direction home, like a complete unknown, like a rolling stone? So this is a fascinating story about Edie Sedgwick, Andy Warhol's film muse. She had a troubled upbringing and was in and out of institutions was her brother and father. Her father was rejected from the military because of his delicate health in World War II and so bought a 3,000-acre ranch in Santa Barbara, California to raise cattle for the war effort. Over there, the children ran wild, would disappear for hours to play or watch the sunrise. The children lived in a separate house from their parents with a nanny. The father was very, very controlling. And both parents came from immense wealth and powerful backgrounds. In 1964, Edie received $80,000 in a trust fund from her maternal grandmother. And she moved to New York. And that's the equivalent of $750,000 in today's money. She was 21. The following year, she met Andy and she starred in 18 of his short films. I don't believe she received any compensation for them. And she's been painted as a woman who wanted fame and would do anything to get it. It was the 1960s, so who really knows? Dylan disliked Andy and the factory immensely, and he dismissed them as wannabes. He felt he was the legitimate artist, whereas Andy courted the media for fame with shock. Warhol's mentioned three times in the song. He used to ride on the chrome horse with your diplomat who carried on his shoulder a Siamese cat. Of course, nobody really does that, but it's the flamboyance of it. You say you never compromise with the mystery tramp, but now you realise he's not selling any alibis as you stare into the vacuum of his eyes. Just look at any of the interviews with Andy and you can see that in his eyes. He used to be so amused at Napoleon and rags and the language that he used. Now, Andy portrayed himself as this struggling artist. Of course, he was from a wealthy background himself and one of the powerful elite in New York. So this is about the fall of a trust fund girl. And she died when she was only 27. She thought she was cool. But now look at her. That's what Dylan was saying. She's nothing and I'm the big star. For me, her mental health issues and home life experiences had a lot to do with the life choices she made. If you look at any of the TV interviews, you can find them on YouTube. You can see a girl of energy, fun, mischief, a person others would like to be around. Anyway, that's my small take. 
And having looked at it again, there's great use of language, but I'm not so sure I like the sentiment. So next week, we'll be looking at Where Do You Go To My Lovely by Peter Sarsted. And don't forget, contact me on the website, stopawhile.uk. So thank you so much for coming in and stopping a while.